Hello, everybody, and welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here, and I'm joined by Don as usual. Um, we're going to talk a little bit today about the new Dave Chappelle special. Uh, I think it's called The Closer. Uh, both Don and I watched it, so figured we could talk about that a little bit. It was kind of in the news with uh, people doing a walkout at Netflix and stuff like that. So Yeah. And it's also sort of at like the tail end of the, the take cycle, I think, so that like I feel yeah. more, more okay talking about it because it seems like people are calming down a bit, maybe both directions and stuff. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, the thing is the, all the stuff I've heard from people talking about it, they're all like, yeah, I haven't seen it, but da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. okay. So we actually watched it. So um, a little bit more informed about it, I guess. Uh, but yeah, then then we'll probably just do some questions and stuff. Uh, see how that goes. Sure. Uh, yeah. So so the Chappelle special. Um, I thought it was all right. I I feel like a lot of his stuff lately is a little bit weird. Uh, just kind of like preachy, and he seems to be getting into like out of touch rich guy status. And um, I get a lot of weird, like, Obama energy from him now. Oh, really? Yeah. Something just kind of clicked. I was like, oh, he's basically doing, like, Obama there. Um, like, like America's dad kind of thing? Yeah, but even, like, the way he talks, like, um, there's a, a few things where it was like, oh, that little, like, stuttery kind of thing. Like, Obama does that to be, like, relatable and folksy and stuff. And, like, Chappelle sort of did it at one point, And I was, it just struck me as, like, very Obama style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah like and also kind of like a little bit fake or something like some, something a little off yeah i don't know i mean i i love dave Chappelle. i, I think he's hilarious i think he's one of the best stand-ups ever um i i think he's like a smart person uh i i like hearing what he has to say about things uh but he's just getting a little weird i guess yeah that, i had a very similar experience where it felt like uh, it's strange because Dave Chappelle is one of the most confident people. Yeah, when he's speaking, he can just yeah, kind yeah. of deliver it. But I felt like in this one, both he wasn't really a hundred percent there in terms of you know his full weight behind it kind of thing. I think, and uh, also mm. the audience was really not really had no idea what to do. I think in 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 I mean you know he's so funny that they'll laugh at a lot of it, but there's a lot of points where like he had to kind of corral them in different directions and you know like they, they reacted sometimes in ways that he didn't really want them to and stuff and uh i thought that was strange because usually it's the opposite like usually he that's that's what he has it's just that astonishing control you know like just really really able to focus and you know make it seem like anything he says even if it's off the wall is just like 100 percent what he believes down to his core and stuff. And I thought that the other specials that he did for Netflix, um, he usually got that a lot better, I think. Yeah. Like mm. when he started talking about, you know, I mean, in one of them, I can't remember which one it is, but like maybe it's like uh, the one that's like the bird or whatever it's called. I can't remember. But like, uh, you know, he, he basically sounds like he's giving like the Eisenhower speech or something like that kind of thing. Like basically like saying like, the industry will destroy you and all this kind of stuff and going on and on about oh yeah you know. like military industrial complex <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so like really really like uh that seemed like really much more this one was kind of 
I don't know. It didn't seem it it was like very very well set up and everything I guess kind of thing, but it didn't really it didn't hit for me. I don't know the same way that the other ones did kind of thing. So um this one felt like a follow-up tweet. Like if you had tweet you know sometimes people will tweet something and then they'll reply to it. Yeah. Th- this one kind of felt like a reply to what he had previously been saying where it's like too much in the weeds and like kind of responding to what other people are saying that maybe don't really deserve the it doesn't uh, not not the people but like that conversation doesn't necessarily deserve like its own thing or whatever mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i i liked uh this one was a little bit more like jokey it was less like sure. one man show style yeah. speech stuff than yeah. the previous ones and i i really like that aspect of it but the jokes were a little bit weird sometimes sure. they were kind of like yeah. uh it was like this sort of uh, nuanced social commentary thing, uh, and then like a lot of kind of like trying to do like a harsh icebreaker kind of a joke. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes the jokes just felt like really shallow or something. Yeah, like they for it, sure. there was like a mismatch in in tone. Maybe maybe it's not tone isn't the right thing, but like something didn't really feel quite right about the pairing of the jokes and yeah. like his more serious statements and stuff yeah and uh like i i was thinking of it as like pyrotechnics or something like that like where at certain mm, points yeah. in it he uh pivots on sort of like extremely disturbing sort of things kind of thing like just that happened to people that he knows and stuff and like it just uh really uh it's it's supposed to be part of this sort of narrative but because the narrative can't really conclude, it's like, it's sort of like, because his whole point at the end is sort of like muddled at the end kind of thing. I mean, that's sort of his point. His point is being like, well, there's maybe this conversation about race versus gender and all this kind of stuff that's not really taking place in a respectful way and all that kind of stuff, you know, and like that, uh, if you're just going to be solidarity, it has to go both ways and all this kind of stuff, you know. But uh, it's strange because... Uh, I don't know if that, I don't know if you can really do that with the stand-up comedy special in the way that like, you know, there's something flippant about doing a comedy special about anything kind of thing, you know, like there's something <laughs> like sort of just uh, silly or, you know, uh, undercutting or something about, you know, y- even if y- you can point to really important things, but you can't really make it like the, okay, we're going to sit down and hammer out these problems or something like that together kind of thing, you know, like, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, and then he kind of undercuts that a lot within it too, by being like, he kind of has to take really strong positions at certain points to, uh, just make it flow and make it like actually, you know, make it like seem vital what he's saying instead of just saying this certain things annoy me kind of thing, you know, like saying that like he's a turf and all that kind of stuff. And it, it just, uh, that I, and the thing is, that, like, I have hundred percent no problem if he's going to do that kind of thing, if he just went in that direction and just did that, and then said that, like, you know, I don't know, something about how it doesn't really matter the debate to him or something like that, maybe. But instead, he goes really, really far in this almost like Hannah Gatsby kind of way or something like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? A like, little just, bit, yeah. You know, yeah. just kind of being like, you know, being like, oh, someone was someone died basically and it's okay well i don't know yeah so 
it it gets really a bit strange at that point and stuff and um but it, it's hard because uh he is just so you know he's just like a singular talent like just uh the one of his you know it's still worth watching i think just because uh anything he does is worth watching kind of thing so yeah 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 i i, I agree i mean there were a lot of moments where i was just like kind of nodding my head like yeah finally someone said this this is like a reasonable person's take on this whatever thing and then like uh, some of the jokes were just like really funny like laugh out loud funny i I don't i'm not a i honestly don't like laugh out loud at things very often (laughs) i guess if you listen to uh this podcast you you'll maybe have picked up on that neither of us are (laughs) yeah you know laughing all the time and stuff but um there were a few moments in this where it just kind of like caught me off guard and and uh it just got me good yeah uh, so yeah, I I enjoyed it, but there's just something kind of weird going on with him that I sure. I think it's it does seem like to me like a just a rich guy in the tower kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, like looking think... down on all of us and sort of like casting his uh you know pontificating and just like this is how I see it from my vantage point and I don't know yeah. it's a little bit obnoxious. My sense of the protest too that has sort of happened afterwards, and that is that it it sort of fizzled. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the pictures from it or anything like that, but I mean, I don't know how many people were going to walk out anyways, like to start with. But the I think that like you know the 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 sort of journalism cycle around it really really pumped it up as being like some huge internal division, and then oh sure the number yeah, of, of people that came out looked like it looked like there was maybe a few dozen people in the whole crowd. And a lot of those people were like allied people kind of thing. They just showed up in yeah. support kind of thing. It wasn't like, you know, it was only a handful of their staff. And I feel like it was probably a lot of people like in the, uh, you know, they have like certain like diversity department kind of stuff. And it's like, well, it's almost like uh, I wash my hands of this kind of thing. You know, it's like you just go out and say that you protested and, that you're fighting for change and stuff, and then you feel better about going back and working for Netflix or something. So, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it seems like it was like one group DM, you know, basically, like one group yeah. chat basically organized it all together. Sure, and I, it's hard to know because I don't really know how many people work for Netflix like directly, anyways. Like, I don't know that might be like representative of like a significant share or something, like that, but it doesn't. It doesn't sound like that. Netflix, uh, Netflix, Netflix is very weird in this way, where like a lot of their uh, they're very, very like secretive about how they operate a lot of the times. And uh, like, it's not like the old Hollywood system where like it just, you know, it's all these really star producers and stuff that like are really well known and have all these connections and stuff like that. It's much more like you're dealing with a blob kind of thing, it seems like. And uh, so that kind of gets weird in some ways with this kind of stuff, because it's not like, it's hard to know what like, is going to change because you don't know their metrics. You don't know like the way that it looks like it works for a lot of other things. I'm not sure if you've heard this, but like, it's basically like it's, it's if you've clicked on it and watched a few seconds or something like that, they count that as like their win. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, it's not, it's not stuff like uh critical reception and uh you know, whether or not people are watching a lot of it or anything like that. It's more like, pulling people into uh getting you know it's it's just basically interaction with the app at some level 
on a semi-regular basis, you know, that's about it because that that's enough to keep you subscribed. And apparently the way that it works there too is that like everyone that works there is like is supposed to be really like on top of everything, like really aggressively, like basically like you either work for Netflix and work and that's what your life or you go do something else and that's fine. But if you're at Netflix, that's your whole life basically. So uh, I think that that sort of weird culture plays into maybe some of the debates around it and stuff too, where it's like, you know, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like Havana syndrome for Netflix <laughs> people or something. It's like, I'm working for this company that's like asking my entire life of me. And then I can't like brag about every aspect of it to people and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard the, the walkout thing. It was, um, uh... A few people like interrupted a a boardroom meeting, like it was like a Zoom style meeting, but people yeah. just sort of like, you know, interrupted it or whatever, and then yeah. that's why they got fired. It wasn't like this the protest of the thing itself or anything like that. It was just the fact that they're just like intruding on really high level meetings like that, which is, yeah. uh, I mean, fair enough, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but kind of... I, I, yeah, I, you kind of have to have some. You don't want that happening all the time, but there's there's got to be some give and take for employees yeah, being able yeah, to yeah. kind of complain I, and stuff. And but my my point is, it like you were kind of indicating earlier, like journalists kind of like made this out to be something that it's not really what it what it was, um, and that wasn't something that I had heard from. Oh yeah, headlines or Twitter stuff or anything like that. It, it was uh, somebody kind of just talking about it on a podcast. So it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting that that's in sure. like, you know, not that it changes things too much, but like the fact that it that that was specifically the reason that people were fired uh, is different from being like, oh, people spoke out against like a uh, Netflix and then then they got fired. Like that's that's a different thing. Yeah, I, I yeah. But I mean that like the journalists were like basically like saying that like there might be like 1,300 people there or something like that kind of thing or something like that. There there was some some huge number that they were floating. That was the it's meeting? Like a, the size of the meeting? No, the, the, the protest outside. Oh, the protest. Uh, okay. They were like, like, damn. They were hyping it up work, as like basically like a major labor action and stuff. And, and yeah. uh, there was like a mini back and forth about this where people were saying, imagine if this coverage was given to like you know, other union protests and stuff that are happening right now, all the different strikes and stuff. And, and then people were like, this is a union protest, basically. Like it is a, it is a worker protest because, you know, anyway, it just, mm. it, it is, it's one of those things where the closer, like the deeper you get into the debate, the less, you know, you just get, it's just, you just feel dumber. Getting <laughs> into it. So, yeah. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, one thing I was thinking of is, uh, when I was watching the Dave Chappelle thing too, is that it felt like it felt like him quitting again to some extent. You know what I mean? It felt like uh, him being like, hmm. I know, I know this was like the end of his order for this. And, um, you know, he, uh, he obviously could, could make a lot more money doing more in the future, but like, it's like, uh, I think he was paid something like 20 million each for these or something like that. Just a huge amount of money. Um, and, uh, I think that like, uh, there was something about it to me where it, it felt like it. he had that sort of like glimmer of self-destructive kind of as part of it. And uh, yeah. um, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what, where, where the, that's coming from or whatever, in any direction or whatever, but 
he uh he does he does sort of play that up a lot in the actual special about like making it like oh you know i'm i'm uh gonna leave it all on the stage and stuff like that like kind of like really go all the way and stuff like that and it's funny because i i don't know i guess i guess maybe he does but like i don't i don't know it's it's strange because it's it's hard to come up with anything new on like say like the trans debate and stuff like that at this point kind of thing too so it's kind of more just like his own experience and stuff he has to go through but then Mm -hmm. that gets like sort of jarring in the way that he does it and stuff so it's like i don't know so but at the same time i'm like i don't know where he can i i don't know like it like what what else is he gonna do i guess after he's kind of set himself up for that in the other his other specials to uh I don't know. Like, I'm not, you know, I, I can't rewrite his thing for him. I'm not good enough to do that. But, you know what I mean? Like, but like, uh, I don't know. He might have sort of built himself that sort of position where he, he can't like, uh, he, he can't just go back to sort of like jokey jokes after you've done the industry's going to destroy you and stuff like that kind mm. of stuff, you know? So, yeah, maybe I, I was thinking about like his, his whole like he talks a lot about like how he left comedy central uh, like 50 million on the table and all that kind of stuff yeah. and like he talks about that more than um other than than most other people care about you know yeah and i think part of that is that maybe he maybe it's very obvious to him but i don't think it's obvious to other people why that is important or at least important in his mind you know Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, I don't know. I, I, w- I was again, listening to a podcast, people talking about this and they were standups and stuff and they were talking about how, why they thought it was important. And, um, the, I never thought about this way, you know, I'm not in the comedy like business or anything, so I don't really think about this kind of stuff or have this insight, but they were kind of mentioning like it, it was important because it like allowed people to like, he, he was, he was able to push back against like, uh, like corporate control of the medium a little bit uh, as an individual. And uh, I think that may have um, like enabled other people to kind of do a lot more of this like independent kind of stuff that is um, relatively like a good way to go. It seems, you know, like putting specials out on YouTube yourself and uh, stuff like that. Cause I think like had he just stuck with comedy central um, it would, would have still been the path, you know, you get a show, somebody signs you onto some kind of show and then that's your, like your path to success. Uh, he, he kind of like said, no, that, like screw that and walked away from it. And I, I, I think it is like, I don't, again, I don't really know. I'm not in this industry or anything, but, um, it makes sense to me that that like kind of throws a wrench into things where it's like, okay, the, the biggest guy just walks away from it. Um, and does his own thing it sort of allows other people to do their own thing a little bit more you know yeah that makes sense i hadn't thought of it that way but uh i mean it's hard to know it's hard to say that he's doing his own thing at this point kind of thing to some extent i mean he is but like it's like you know it's just it's one of netflix's biggest customers and stuff like that you know what i mean like it's like sure but i think he has like full creative control i don't think they really yeah telling him like, yeah, maybe cut that. Cause like, you can kind of tell like there's plenty of stuff that if they were doing that with him, feel like there's a lot of stuff in, in, there, in sure. those things that wouldn't be there, you know? Yeah. 
Like, I mean, this last special was almost entirely about this kind of stuff, which was, sure. I mean, to be honest, just sort of a feat in and of itself to make that entertaining enough, you know, like sure. it wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but it was still pretty good. And to make something that's almost entirely just like responding to the LGBT community is like the whole premise of the special. I, I don't know. That's that's shows kind of like how good he is at this. Mm hmm. Because anybody yeah. else, it, just, it would just be like, I, I don't know, I'd turn it off within minutes. Like, who cares? Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, some some really good lines, I thought. You know, punched him right in the AIDS is a pretty funny one. And uh, I'm here to negotiate the release of the baby. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was good. Yeah, a few, few things I can't really repeat were pretty good about Clifford. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I like that he's he's uh, doing just dropping hard R's and stuff too. Sure, like it yeah. just a, feels like okay, finally, like someone's just like doing comedy and just like not playing by all these weird rules that we just invented. Like it's just uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I liked it. Um, I guess there's a, another aspect to it, which is that like he's Muslim. And, um, that didn't come up really explicitly or anything. There was like a few points where he talks about like drinking and being drunk and stuff. I'm like, you're not supposed to talk about that, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but like also like the beginning, it, it starts off. I mean, first it has that incredibly corny thing with the records, like someone like going through the different records, like their vinyl records of his different specials. And it's just like uh, very cheesy. But uh, the song that plays is like a Mostef song and um, very Islamic, to be honest. Like the lyrics were like tons of uh, Quranic e- either quotes or allusions. Like almost every line in it was some kind of a, an Islamic reference. So I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also kind of, I don't know, I feel like um, he's, he's, you know, he's not like a... He's not like Muslim Muslim, you know what I mean? Like he's not, that's not like his whole thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's just like a person who is Muslim. Uh, so I kind of have some, uh, I don't know. I just feel like I can like connect to him about that a little bit. Sure. Like there's someone who's, he likes making jokes. He kind of like has this irreverent sensibility about, uh, you know, what what's going on socially and stuff. Um and he's Muslim and he's like serious about that. But at the same time, it's like, he's not like a very like uptight stereotypical kind of pious person or something sure. like that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I also like that he doesn't bring that into his act about like any of these issues too. Like it would be, I, he he handles it pretty well. Like I, I remember a long time ago, he had mentioned something like he uh, he didn't like to talk about the fact that he was Muslim because he's not a good representative of the faith. Mm-hmm. You know, like he does, he, like the drinking and like saying all this crazy stuff. Like it's not a not something you really want to be. Like oh, and by the way, I'm Muslim. So sure, yeah. Which uh, clearly, I'm I'm also following in the footsteps by going by <laughs> Muslim Tom sure. and then saying all the stupidest things I can think of. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I don't know. Good good special. Thumbs up for me. Yeah, I had a hard time like trying to rate it in my head. I was like 
I didn't even really bother at the end of the day. I just kind of said, well, I thought it was worthwhile to watch. That's kind of my takeaway kind of thing. So you had the two things where it's like, was this worth like the time? How did you phrase it? Like, was this a good use of my time or something like that? Yeah, I only like it on Letterboxd if it's a good use of my time, limited time on Earth. Right, right. And uh, so I did that. I thought, yes, that is true. But I didn't really have like a coherent emotional response to how I watch it. Like, it feels strange to give it like four out of five or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It just it just feels like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like in that sort of category. It, it, it feels more like a play or something where you're not mm. like, you don't necessarily go see a play and you're like, oh, yeah, that was a 3.5 out of five kind of in the same way that you would with like a Hollywood blockbuster or something. So I give it yeah. a three seven six. 3.76 okay. out of 5. Sure. Is that was there any special? I was just thinking about it, and that felt right. Okay. Sure. It's not a 4. It's better than a 3.5. Then, a, yeah, 3.76 sounds good. Mm-hmm. So, cool. um, yeah, we, we got a uh, HBO Max login from somebody. Oh, yeah. So we are going to check out... All the junk that's on there. I guess Dune sure. is on there, so we can yeah, watch that. Uh, True Detective. I've only seen the first season, so I want to catch up on that. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I signed up for the Canadian equivalent for it, which is called Crave. You can get a Crave <laughs> plus HBO. Mac, uh, HBO, And uh, it's actually garbage because it costs $20 a month Canadian, right? And uh, doesn't have all of the HBO Max stuff. Like, it just has HBO stuff, but, like, not, like, it'll have, like, the newer stuff. It doesn't have, like, Dune or any of the movies or anything like that because they're separate agreements in Canada, right? So, it's, like, mm. they have to play Dune in the theaters for, like, 90 days before they can rent it and all that kind of stuff, you know? So, we don't get any of, like, the many, whatever, the Sopranos movie. You don't get that. You don't get any of the uh, other ones. And, uh, I don't know, it's very irritating. But, like, uh, but the reason why I signed up for it was because they have all of the old James Bond movies. And oh, yeah. uh, I've started watching those because I'd never seen them before. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I thought, yeah, let's just, uh, I really enjoy all the different spy movies and stuff. And I really like all the different Bond movies I've seen. So I was like, I can go back and watch the Sean Connery ones and all, you know, and work through them and stuff. And it's funny because I was really surprised at how like they're just like, uh, um, they feel almost like 60s TV shows to me or something. They feel like Batman or something like really goofy kind of not really that cinematic kind of thing more kind of like just mm. uh i don't know so i've never i've never seen them before in my life which is sort of strange because they just you know i've seen so much of other stuff but like uh and i you know but i i just never i always thought they were sort of like goofy in a weird way but i i like them but yeah so far i've watched the first half of uh from russia with love and then all of uh dr no and i'm gonna just work through them this fall kind of thing so yeah cool mm-hmm. there's like 25 of them i think total including the newer ones so yeah yeah they made a lot of those things i guess i sure. i think i've only seen a little like little bits here and there of those old ones so i don't really know even what they're like yeah they're very but... very uh colonial <laughs> in, in different ways like the from russia with love one is is uh takes place in istanbul mm-hmm. so it's all like you know fez guy, hats the, and yeah the guy's monkeys name is, or whatever the station chief or whatever is whoever he is is his name is 
Harim Bay or something. And, you know, just, I don't know, it's just very, mm-hmm. I don't know, very, very on the nose. But it's fun. So there's like sure. gypsies in it and stuff. And I don't know. And Bulgarians and all this. And I don't know. It's really, I don't know. I, I'm also realizing all the stuff that's like from, you know, like a, that's in Austin Powers. I, I finally get the references directly kind of thing now. So Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're all like that. So. Austin Powers was good. Really good oh, yeah. movie. Sure. Classic. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I'm just thinking so. about the uh, Canadian HBO situation. Yeah. Like, uh, are there like violent criminal black markets about HBO shows and stuff? Under this uh, oppressive regime? Well, I think that, I think do a lot of people do pirate stuff, but, uh, um, no, it's a, it's not like uh, the HBO shows themselves. You can get on this uh, service, but like uh, like the newer ones, like you know any of the Succession or whatever, and any of those will be on it. But you can you know like the movies will be playing, but they'll just be playing on like normal theaters. So, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of little things like that in Canada where the rights are a little bit unclear or confusing. Like our Netflix sucks compared to yours, so. Like we have, I would say we have a small fraction of the content on ours. I mean, it's, it's changing a bit because, uh, Netflix, uh, produces its own stuff a lot now, you know? So it just puts that on it too. And so that's on everywhere, I guess. I think so. But I think that there's also like, sometimes that doesn't work out because I think sometimes they have like joint agreements and stuff where it's like, I don't know. Netflix is very kind of strange like that because. They're trying to sort of thread the needle of like, okay, well, we've got like, uh, we're, we're a digital platform, but we also want to like support theaters kind of thing, you know, like they, they don't want like, so they have like agreements where it's like, okay, they have to play them for 90 days or something or, you know, so I don't know. So sometimes we don't get stuff right away. I don't think on Netflix, but like, uh, um, anyways, it's just a. I'm not sure how interesting that is to anyone that's not Canadian, but like, it's like a, <laughs> it's a, it's a, I don't know, just an irritating thing. Cause yeah. What's mm-hmm. the point of, uh, all, all that free healthcare if you don't even have decent Netflix or HBO, like what are you sure. living for? You know? Yeah. A lot of things like that. A lot of things like, uh, like we don't have uh, Venmo or whatever it is, cash pay or whatever it is like all those different things. We don't have any of those things. Um, you guys don't have anything like that? Well, we have, we have, uh, okay, we have uh, something that's called Interac e-transfer. Good Lord. Which, uh, it like charges per thing and stuff. It's not very, it's not, uh, it's not great. You have to like enter a password and all this stuff. It's not like just as simple as Venmo or something. So, um, yeah, although it, partly because our banks are like really, really, you know, try to be conservative about this kind of stuff and uh, the regulators are really tough on it. But I think part of it is just like, you know, keeping out foreign competition and stuff, which is actually, it's not necessarily a bad thing uh, overall in terms of like, you know, so our banking system doesn't collapse and stuff like that. But like, uh, um, I don't know, it's, it's sort of irritating how slow things roll out here for the consumer. So, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That makes me think uh, crypto is going to take off whenever like actual like crypto as a payment system takes off on some level uh, makes me think that's going to 
be very big in Canada. So that'll be yeah. We have like Coinbase financial prediction. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We have Coinbase and stuff like that. But yeah, our we also until very recently our trading systems, like all the different uh, online brokerages and stuff, uh, tended to have a lot of fees. Um, They still do. I think they have like low fees, but like you know it still costs like ten dollars to trade on most uh, or something like that on most banks' websites and stuff. So. so I mean that's that's a lot smaller than it used to be even but like uh um yeah we still have it's sort of very it's conservative in a lot of ways so yeah it's not like you know we don't have the equivalent we don't have robin hood in canada i don't think so mm-hmm. yeah, where you can just trade with no fees well no visible fees yeah yeah that's depressing don you really <laughs> bummed me out <laughs> sure should we get into questions now sure i'm just gonna take a quick break but yeah Yeah, i gotta go take a whiz i'll be back all right uh so to kick off the questions we'll start with this one it says don reminds me of a hobbit who doesn't want to go on an adventure does he also have a fondness for pipe tobacco and homes built into hills um uh i've gotten this throughout my life so even when I was, uh, <laughs> I, I, even when I was, uh, what do you call it, uh, weighed less kind of thing. I used to be, for uh, most of my life, was sort of an average weight, and uh, I looked even more like a Keebler elf. I get, you know, stuff like that. So, <laughs> I don't know. Homes built into the hills, maybe a kind of socialist Albania kind of a thing, maybe. Yeah, that'd be good. I don't. I don't know about the pipe tobacco. That doesn't seem your style. Yeah, I'm not really. Have you ever tried uh, pipe tobacco? Any kind of thing like that? No, not at all. All right. Uh, okay. Next one is that it has been argued a lot that most ideological justifications of modern lone wolf terror attacks are some manifestation of nihilism. But do you think in the future we will see people putting aside the facades? And doing these acts explicitly in the name of nihilism itself. That yeah. f- feels right. That feels like true. Yeah, I always think that those sci-fi things were like, you know, you can imagine people basically wanting to destroy the world and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that's like a 100% chance it's going to happen, but like I could see... I could see more like terrorist stuff of people just like releasing things into the wild just just to cause havoc and stuff. I don't know, you know, like all the mm-hmm. the real like Jokerified people and stuff. I don't know. I could see that. I feel like French stuff is almost like get, is pretty close to some of this already. Some of it. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I don't think it would take too much to uh, get us to that point. Hmm. Like, if you think 10 years ago where we were at with, I don't know, just, like, the coherence of political thought, uh, I feel like 10 years ago was a long ways, a long, sure. long time ago. Uh, so 10 years from now or so, maybe. I don't know. I think that we kind of, in terms of, like, the nihilism of terrorism in different ways, I feel like we we took a, okay, this is, that's a pun, but we, we took a sharp turn in that direction. Uh, sorry, when when uh, people started driving trucks into people. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the, you know, with all, like, the bombs and stuff, it's still, like, sort of, 
pseudo military in a different way. You know, if you've got like a bomb or even like flying a plane and something, it's like, you know, you've got like, uh, it's somehow, uh, you know, you're just basically labeling civilians as military targets and stuff. But when it's like a truck or a van or something, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's a little bit more, it, it's a little bit more closer to just normal psycho murder or something like that kind of yeah. thing, you know, like just, uh, so that was probably a bad turn towards that we're going to see more uh, just uh, like even, yeah, it, it gets more into like the psycho mass shooting stuff than, um, mm-hmm. you know, to some extent. So, yeah. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Uh, next one is do Muslims or Arabs get mad about the movie Aladdin or is that a bunch of woke nonsense? Um, I've never talked to anybody about the movie Aladdin. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think it's ever come up. Uh, it probably doesn't come up very often. I think the people that would get upset about it are the type of people that would talk about something like that. You know, like it's, uh, like who else would talk about it, you know, except people who are upset about it. So mm-hmm. maybe people who are like, why do they keep calling it Aladdin instead of Aladdin or something? Oh yeah. 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 I don't know. Or like, yeah. I, I mean, this is, it's not really my place to say, but I feel like a lot of people uh, don't really care if it's like stereotypical. They just like seeing something that's that they're not used to seeing on TV that they kind of relate to in some way. Like people that look like them or uh, a culture or a country or something that, you know, they're from there or something and uh, they see it on TV and like, they, I think that's exciting enough. They don't really care sure. about the yeah stereotypes and stuff. Yeah, I I learned that when uh, the hard way like sort of with uh, Breaking Bad because I saw like Breaking Bad to me has like a lot of like characters in it. They're just like you know Mexican gangsters kind of stuff that are just like so. A lot of them are just like so in the first season at least like just really really over the top silly kind of thing you know. And uh, I used to to bug people i used to joke that like it was a racist show because of that kind of thing like that it was just a uh, you know portraying these people and uh then someone that i know uh who's mexican was like no no, no. we're just glad that they're in the show kind of thing they were like we're yeah. just uh we're happy that like there's that that angle to it that it's actually talking about the sort of things that like they care about and all that kind of stuff so i thought that was funny um uh, i also see something similar sometimes with like uh, a lot of like indigenous people in Canada will wear, they would wear like Cleveland Indians hats and stuff and like, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Like just I saw that in Washington of, a little bit too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, I get that too, that it's like, you know, it's just reclaiming it in a certain way too. So, you know. Yeah. So you should maybe wear like a Aladdin t-shirt or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, next one says Virgil Texas did not kill himself, which I thought that was pretty funny, um, but it's a little bit like Twitter, internet kind of, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one says God is gay, have gay sex with God, Allahu Kakbar. Hmm. All right, thanks for that one amazing I, I see that could be 
like a friend of ours being goofy. Yeah. That could be someone that's like really angry. That could be a lot of different possible people. So I like that one. So yeah. Sure. Um, next question is, are Christianity and Islam basically DLC patches for Judaism? Um, at first I was like, no, but then I was thinking about it and I was like, maybe kinda, but you have to think about it. It's less like it's just some new skins and like a, like a, it's not just like some little kind of a fluffy content pack or something like it. These are wide, uh, wide reaching overhauls and rebalancing of a, like, terribly broken overpowered sort of original system that uh you know it it needed these patches and fixes and and stuff mm-hmm. like that so if you think about it that way then I, i'll agree to it okay um so like uh i'm not really sure if this is true i, I this is kind of i mean we've talked about it a lot but i'm not really sure how this works uh is it sort of like that the Quran is like, uh, the message is sort of like, uh, specifically, is it really like that kind of like the new, new Testament kind of thing, you know, like, is it like supposed to be the accumulation of that sort of like Jewish to Christian to Muslim tradition, or is it supposed to be more expansive than that and sort of group in other faiths as well? Um, probably the second one, although I'm not really sure. I, I think just because I, I, I don't, you know, I, I know from talking to you about it, but I don't really know sure. that well, like how yeah. to situate the old Testament and new yeah. Testament and stuff. But, like, um, the, the idea is that there have been revelations and prophets who were usually intended for their own specific communities. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the Quranic revelation is intended for essentially the, it's not so much that it's like just this one's actually intended for everybody. It's more like the community is now everybody. Sure. You know, so if that makes sense. So like we're Jewish priests, basically like proto Muslim priests. Yeah. So like, um, I would see it more as like an Abrahamic tradition. Okay. Which is, also the same as other traditions in a cert- from a certain angle, like other yeah. prophets in other places that are not like connected to Abraham in that part of the world and all that kind of stuff. They were also, you know, prophets of the, of the same God preaching the same message taught by the same angels, all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But the Abrahamic line, which is kind of like the Judaism, Christianity, Islam thing, uh, that's all like, um, you know, they're, they're sort of like united in a certain way uh, from an Islamic perspective, like because of the 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 same prophets and uh, and whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain lineage of of prophets and stuff that were, for whatever reason, those those ones are like highlighted and uh, probably because of in part because of like where they are in the world and stuff like that. Yeah. Does that answer your question? I'm not really sure because I feel like I I'm not sure what you're asking exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, it's just uh, 
I, I, yeah, I, I was just thinking of it in terms of the Christian thing where it's like, because uh, this comes up a lot, right? Where it's like uh, Christianity sees itself much more as like 2.0 kind of thing, right? Like it's like a lot of it is like basically that, you know, there's an explicit sort of place for the uh, extent Jewish faith at the time sort of integrated into Christianity. And, and it's like, you know, in its self-conception, it's basically like the Jewish faith become universal kind of thing. So mm-hmm. almost in a certain way, and then the, the Messiah has come and all this kind of stuff. So it's very, it's very uh, confusing because, uh, you know, that's obviously considered very offensive to uh, some Jewish people and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. not too far from, uh, I think, the way that Islam views itself so to speak you know Mm -hmm. um because like the i I think the idea is that uh jews had certain prophets and stuff like a number of them right like much more than uh christians or uh, muslims had right like christians had Mm -hmm. jesus muslims had muhammad uh whereas like jews had many people over the course of history and then um from an Islamic perspective, Jesus comes to, uh, I mean, he's like very important. So it's not just like, he's like the opening act or something, but he, he comes and promises that there will be somebody else coming later, namely Muhammad. And then, um, and kind of like sets the stage for that universalization that comes through Islam. And I think, um, the traditions of Judaism and Christianity, like those, like the, religious traditions rather than like the theological kind of underpinnings to it are seen as like um sort of offshoots from the straight path kind of a thing like they they get 90 percent of it right but there's like some core pieces that are missing that require like this reform of uh, islam to like correct the message so to speak you know Mm -hmm. sure because it's not like Islam is is trying to, um, in its own in its own kind of like self uh, image or whatever. It's, it's not trying to like introduce radically new things, which I think you could say about Christianity compared to Judaism. You know, I think like uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm just sort of like trying to feel this out. I think Islam is like saying that uh, it's 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 more like uh, here's the message that was always the message. You know, it's not trying to do anything new, except that like it's calling back to that original sort of thing with its own particular like uh, like specifics about like your personal behavior and like the law and all that kind of stuff. You know, like that there are some like changes and in, in innovations there. But they're relatively minor and they're more like um those are those are in place because of the community that the, that the religion is now intended for. Sure, but so there's no, I mean, but there's no priesthood in uh, in Islam. Islam right? No, there's no, no, and that's fundamental to Jewish and Christianity. So I just didn't know, yeah, how that translates over. Or something that's like true. That. I I don't really know actually if that's treated as like that was always wrong and crazy or something like that. That that that's just like some kind of. I could see that as, like, I honestly haven't read anything about that, but I could see it going all kinds of different ways. I could see it being viewed as some sort of, like, like 
horribly offensive her- heresy or something, or I could see it uh, as like, no, that was just something for that time, and now uh, we moved away from it. You know, yeah, it, it could really yeah. go either way. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I think that the the way that it sort of is handled in uh, Protestantism is just that uh, everyone is called to be a priest at some to some extent. So uh, there's always that kind of solution or something like that too. That where it's like instead of a special mission of one group of people, it's supposed to be everyone's responsibility to teach the faith and stuff like that. So yeah, mm. I could see something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess like Muslims certainly have like a clerical sort of class of people, but it's like theologically, it's pretty different. Like, there's no kind of special, yeah, uh, uh, like office that they hold that has any kind of like cosmological significance or anything. You know, it's just like people who have studied a lot. It's, it's basically nerds. You know, there's <laughs> just like nerds are good to ask questions of. <laughs> that's kind of the extent that it goes like they tend to know a lot of stuff because they spend all their time reading things Mm -hmm. kind of we're basically like the like like that you know we're like the people of knowledge (laughs) yeah sure like twitter addicts i guess yeah all right anyway shall we move on from this one yep okay um, hey guys, I've recently been diagnosed with a terminal illness. Docs gave me six to eight months. I haven't really accomplished anything with my life. Is there anything you could suggest to make it all worthwhile? Wow, really hard to tell if this is a joke or not, you know? They yeah, you kind of puts you on the spot. Like, it's like you kind of want to be like, eh, it seems sort of like it's probably a joke. But if it's not, it's like, okay, you really don't want to, uh, step on anyone's toes here i guess um i have no idea man yeah i would just try to spend as much time with people as you can um probably worried less about uh emptying your netflix queue and all that kind of stuff just to (laughs) you know yeah um yeah just do what you want i guess right like just yeah you got six to eight months and zero consequences so you can kind of do whatever you want you can drive trucks into whoever you know (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah what would i guess like if there's a place you would you always wanted to travel to or something or i don't know i wouldn't be traveling if that was the case too i feel like that's probably like cancer or something i don't know it's not like it's not like they're just like it's not (laughs) <laughs> well i mean that like it's i don't know fair enough yeah i feel like if you got six to eight months if it ends up being two is you know you missed four months in exchange for like a nice trip to the bahamas or something i don't know i don't know yeah i guess it really depends like what condition you're in you know if if you're like laid up in bed and like can't speak can't move that's that sucks i really don't know what what you could do about that but if mm-hmm. it's just like you're gonna you just walk around like normal until eight months and then you drop dead then i, I don't know mm-hmm. hmm i wonder if they are religious how does that change things a little bit if you're muslim maybe try and get your hajj in i guess yeah I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. 
I, 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 yeah, just try to surround yourself with other people, I would say, instead of being like trying to make any sort of life achievement kind of thing. Just, uh, you know. Yeah. Although that's something that has never really uh, registered as important for me. So it seems like that sure. maybe matters yeah, to this sounds... person. Yeah. But I kind of feel like um, I'm not going to accomplish anything that anyone's going to remember. So I just don't worry about it. Like, yeah, I feel like you probably wouldn't change your routine much. Me? No, I'm doing exactly what I like to do, which is like (laughs) nothing. (laughs) No, I I would probably think about it and try to come up with something. I I, I really don't know. Mm -hmm. I get to spend a lot of time with tabs right now, so that would be good. to. I would want to keep doing that, but probably some traveling or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, hope you get better, uh, if that's possible. I really, uh, you know, we don't know the details on this, but. Sure. Yeah, uh, that's a tough one. Um, okay, so let's move on. Um, next one says, from 2015 to now, I've been so blackpilled that I think it is more likely for the NHS to be privatized in our lifetime than U.S. getting public health care. I hope they make an English-speaking city in China for immigrants that are too stupid to learn Chinese. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm betting on, too. I think it's called Hong Kong, and um, <laughs> that's sort of my, I don't know, that's my next plan. I think maybe move there for a few years, see what happens. Uh-huh. Um, patriotic Chinese at that point. Just, uh, you know, just just to see if I can find a niche there. <laughs> they, you know, people like people would uh, keep asking you, "Are you American?" <laughs> like, no, and then yeah. be, they'd be all disappointed, like, "Oh, Canadian." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that's the plan. So um, no, I, I don't know. These things come come in like big waves and stuff. So I, I don't really buy the idea that things are just going to keep getting worse for like social programs and stuff like that. Um. I think that things could get a lot better. I mean, they have, uh, they did get a lot better in waves and stuff like that around the world at different times and stuff. And like, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not defeatist about that kind of stuff. I think that like it could happen. Now it's also possible that like certain things will get a lot better because things are getting worse overall. That's what I tend to (laughs) like, uh, you know, like, uh, it might be that like, everyone's like boiling alive from climate change and there's socialized healthcare now or something like, it's not like, uh, and a lot of cool NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the Taliban can do it, why can't we do it? You know, they, they beat the U S they kicked them out. They're implementing based Sharia or whatever. So, uh, there's hope in the world, you know? Did you see uh, what Evo Morales was saying about the vaccines and stuff? No. What was he saying? He, I, I mean, the tweet I saw this in was some, I, I have never heard of this news agency before. It's probably some like, you know, Russian teenager made this or something. But the quote and the video, I, I, I didn't really watch the video. I don't know if that's what he was actually saying or anything. But anyway, what was quoted was... Um, Evo saying that like he's very suspicious of this so-called coronavirus 
and that the hashtag NWO has been setting up a depopulation for a long time and blah, blah, blah. Like they mm-hmm. have, he's, yeah. he's like sounded fully like QAnon'd up, mm-hmm. which so. is pretty cool. That's a cool turn for yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I normally he says reasonable things, so I'm going to trust him on that too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Co- Coca doesn't make you too crazy, right? Like, doesn't it? It's pretty mild compared to like, like cocaine and all the other stuff that's made out of it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was like something like cat or something like that, kind of just a mild, yeah, mild thing or something, kind of like caffeine or nicotine or something. Like, doesn't really make mm-hmm. you like crazy. Yeah, but uh, who knows? I don't know. He's had an interesting sort of. Uh, like history because i remember like when he first became president and everyone was including myself was like pretty excited about that like that was pretty cool this indigenous union leader managed to like become the president you know that's pretty neat Mm -hmm. he seemed to be doing a lot of good things for indigenous people and stuff then like a couple years or whatever into it started to see stuff like there was a strikes that he was repressing pretty harshly and stuff i was like this isn't this doesn't seem right i don't know like you know you got to do what you got to do i understand like how how this stuff works a little bit but um i was like okay you know i don't know it's it sort of just like uh made me kind of like look at him a little bit differently like he's not just like mr good guy you know sure and now yeah. he, now he, if he if he did say this stuff that's kind of like cool all right he's just like completely uh deteriorating yeah, it's it's sort of anytime that you invest uh, hope in sort of like a left populist leader, you sort of have to accept that you're going to get a lot of bad with it kind of thing. Like, you know, uh, stuff like uh, Chavez exhuming the bones of Simon Bolivar or something like that, you know, like. That was awesome. All, I mean, that's and, cool. You know, just, <laughs> I don't know, just like uh, you get a lot of weird things with it and uh, I don't know, there online you can't even talk about this kind of stuff really much anymore because people have like two or three things that they know about it and then they just hammer those uh negatively like really really yeah you know like it's 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 like the because they're like well the coup regime was evil and stuff and it's like yeah okay that's obviously true but like i don't know it's like yeah people can also be like yeah the other government wasn't as great too but you know, and uh, still support it, but be like, you know, I don't know. It's 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 just a I don't know. It's a very very narrow debate online. So people know. have the have too much energy for that. It's it's like sure. undead, like just crazy zombie energy. You know, sure, it's, it's spooky. It reminds me of like K-pop fans. You know, like sure, you say something about some K-pop thing, and like a thousand people with the same avatar, the same like little asian kid in their avatar like just starts screaming at you and somehow you're fired like within an hour you know yeah it, that that's the kind of energy that people are bringing to this like political stuff that they don't have no connection to they're not bolivian sure. or whatever they have no yeah they don't even really understand what's going on they just kind of like had someone tell them something and they read some article you know mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy Anyway, um, next one says AppDev admits TikTok and his app use data stolen from people's minds. 
author of the Randonautica app, confirmed on a live stream that both his app and TikTok are using data they steal from users' minds with hardware backdoors. His, oh, I always pronounce this wrong, naivety, na- no, he spelt this wrong, but naivete, you know, yep. naive naiveness, is thinking the military isn't using this for terrorism. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, well, keep the reports coming. Um, yeah, love to hear more. It's helpful about information. This. Yeah, you know, Trump tried to ban TikTok, and everyone, yeah. uh, everyone said like, "No, Trump, don't ban it. We want TikTok." And uh, now look what's happening: the military is stealing your mind. Whatever, whatever this is saying. I yeah. don't know. Sure. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's keep going. Um, Do you think legalization of physician-assisted suicide in cases of chronic depression, as has happened in Belgium and the Netherlands, is the beginning of a move towards a future where vast swaths of people are encouraged to end their lives with dignity? This is how they're going to get rid of the incels and the gamers. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this has become a big thing in Canada recently because... uh, um, the government was pushing through like uh, assisted suicide bill, and there was some discussion about like uh, the fact that it might be sort of used in those sort of directions and stuff. And uh, the sort of like disability rights community and stuff were actually really strongly against it. The main people against it were like more conservative people that just oppose uh, euthanasia in general, kind of thing. You know, like. Uh, Uh, the Catholic church is really strong against it and stuff. And there's also like a lot of like sort of conspiracy stuff around that too, that, you know, plays into it. But like uh, there was actually quite a large left uh, disability rights kind of stuff, sort of, you know, it, it, it runs the gamut from like sort of woke kind of things, but like very disability, like as an identity kind of stuff um, to more like, uh, you know, just standard sort of like poor people in bad situations get screwed over and by the doctors and stuff. That's also true. And, uh, um, I, you know, I, I don't, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if, uh, you know, you do get situations like that where people feel like they're shepherded into, uh, suicide basically, uh, because of their situation and stuff like that. But like, uh, um, I don't know. I, I have like, uh, I, I feel like a lot of these things are at the end of the day, sort of rounding errors, uh, numbers wise, probably, uh, in the medical system, like the medical system, it's like, it's like very, very easy to like, just say, go to a hospital and get an infection from someone else or something, or from like maltreatment or something, or just mistakes and stuff like it's like really, really surprising how many people die from medical errors and uh, stuff like that. Uh, that well, that's probably... the NWO agenda, the depopulation <laughs> agenda in action. It's not surprising to me or Evo. <laughs> but like, if you look at like statistically, those are probably way, way more relevant kind of things uh, in terms of like, you know, I don't know. I, I get like it's not it's not good as like a I really really get like a, the visceral thing behind it of 
not wanting a doctor to have that kind of power and stuff like that. I really, I really do get that at like a deep level myself because of like, especially like, you know, having to deal with, uh, doctors when I was depressed and stuff. And, um, but at the same time, it's, it's really, really hard to imagine, uh, a situation where that it's not, I mean, it's already pervasive, I think anyways, like, you know, there's so many different situations where people take their own lives medically and stuff like that, that just, uh, um, or, you know, with assistance and stuff that like just happens quietly. And it's not like, you know, if anything, like maybe making it more formal might be, uh, make it, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily make it much more widespread. I'm not sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe we should go to a system like the medieval witch stuff where they would like see if the, uh, if she can float, she's a witch and you got a burner. If she doesn't float, then she wasn't a witch and, but she drowns kind of a thing. Sure. Maybe we do something like that. We just like people who want to be euthanized. They, uh, was like, Oh, it sounds like you're a witch. We have to run some tests to see if you're actually a witch, you know? Mm-hmm. And then if they float, uh, I guess then they don't get to kill themselves because they're witches or something. That's their punishment. They don't get to die because they're witches and they've been, you know, making packs with Satan or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But if they're not witches, then they get what they want and everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm glad you agree. I got all the answers. You know, you just got to sure. <laughs> pose the question and give me a minute to think and I'll come up with the answers for you. Sure. Um, okay. Next one is Brace Belden, a CIA asset. All right. A lot of uh, kind of inside baseball questions this episode, I guess. Uh, yeah, but we're all CIA assets, you know? Sure. Yeah. We're all CIA assets. Like the... Mm-hmm. There's a difference between being like a CIA agent, which I am, but I don't think Brace is, but then being an asset, like, sure, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're they're playing you all like puppets. You're all assets. Yeah. Um, for me, in my situation, basically, I'm paid to eavesdrop on the left, but I don't actually get my money yet. I get it when I turn 65. Like they've gotten, <laughs> they've given them, like, they're going to put, like, $3 million in an account. And, uh, you know, then I collect it when I'm 65 and I get to go move to the Bahamas or yeah. whatever, or Bolivia or something. And, and like, uh, you know, just coast off that. And that's why I have to live with my parents right now, even though I'm a CIA. Person, so, yeah. <laughs> the the day before your 65th birth, birthday guy in a lab coat shows up and is like, Sir, we have to run some tests to determine whether or not there's been witchcraft in the premises. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> good times. Yeah, Brace is all right. I like him. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, the whole Syria business is weird. I don't know what to think about that, but based, uh, you know, just from talking to him, he seems fine. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so next question says, comedy has an expiration date? Question mark. I do think it's probably contextual in different ways, but like, uh, I mean, there's still, you can read like old plays and stuff and still think it's funny or like, at least that they make a good point or something like that. You know, like people still watch like Shakespeare or whatever and stuff like that, you know, like, uh, I don't know, I guess there's something to it now. Uh, now I do think it probably does have like, uh, 
it's harder because it depends on what it is. If it's like about race yeah. or something like that, you can watch like something from the seventies about race, and it still is very relevant just because the underlying conditions have gotten worse to some extent. And uh, I don't know, just like uh, they still drive like that, like, that, but, like you know, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. That, yeah Lenny Bruce, a... Richard Pryor uh, are two like legends that I feel uh, really have an expiration date, so to speak. Sure. Yeah. Like they really they... feel dated. Well, it's hard because Lenny Bruce is doing something where the police are harassing him for saying cocksucker on stage, mm-hmm. right? And trying to actually ruin his life and successfully ruining his life, really, if, at the end of the day. Um, uh, basically harassing him for saying a swear word. Uh, it's hard to sort of take that out of context and be like, you know, oh, this guy said a swear word, therefore he's like, uh, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, we don't have the same social tension that he did. Yeah. He's basically like pioneering something. Same with Richard Pryor and a lot of it where it's like, you kind of have to, imagine back the fact that like he's speaking in a certain way that was basically unheard of, but now is really much more common. Um, especially among stand-up comedians where everyone sort of thinks of themselves in those ways. Now I think maybe we're in a turning point where we've gotten so many comedians over the last five, 10 years that do the exact same type of like relationship jokes, geek culture jokes, all this kind of stuff that like, you know, some of that can still seem refreshing, but like, even like Bill Hicks, you know, Bill Hicks only has like a limited amount of material and, uh, he's not like he, a lot of his jokes are pretty straightforward, just kind of like lifestyle, kind of like, you know, him being a kind of like a eccentric guy kind of thing, just being out of the loop on a lot of things and stuff. But like, uh, him like ranting on stage and stuff on his like more bootleg sets and stuff are like, uh, it's hard to sort of relate to it. Uh, yeah. unless you're like an enthusiast kind of thing, you know, like you just really like when comedians take it out on their audiences and stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it, it, it just depends. Sure. Uh, all right. So has Stephen Colbert ever been funny? Yeah, Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Early uh, Colbert ever, Report, even like the. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Birdman, the attorney at law. Yeah. Cartoon series. What was it's the funny. skit show? Strangers with Candy. Was that what he was on? He was on Strangers with Candy, I think. And then. Um, and uh, stuff like that around that, I think. Uh, Mr. Show, maybe. I'm not sure if he was on that as well, a little bit. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. Um, I mean, he was now, no, yeah, now <laughs> he's just, well, it's kind of hard because yeah, he, he, uh, his personality, I don't think suits the grind of the kind of show he's doing now kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, so I'm not really, but I mean, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be a huge, uh, candidate for that anyways, but yeah. I heard somebody so. say that his, uh, like his Catholicness is a big part of why he's such like a company man type of a guy now. That like he, yeah, they say that. Yeah, you th- yeah. you think that makes sense? 
Oh, it's it's hundred percent true. Yeah, he teaches Sunday school and all that kind of stuff. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I think, uh, yeah, and Jimmy Fallon is like that as well. I think, um, and yeah, a lot. Of, there's a lot of there's sort of like that entertainer, uh, comedian, Catholic tradition or something like Irish or something like that kind of thing, mm-hmm. where it it is like you know Conan O'Brien is another one. Um, hmm. Uh, I don't know if Conan Bryant's religious. Like, I don't know, but like he, he obviously is very, very Irish and stuff. So, um, but yeah, there was a certain point where like basically all of the late night talk show hosts were Catholic guys. So, hmm. um, yeah, and it's a, it's funny because that is actually stuff like that is one of the things where there is this sort of grievance that happens sometimes. Uh, amongst like Jewish comedians and stuff basically being like, why don't we ever get the big shows and stuff? Why don't we ever get like a lot of the things Jewish comedians really... complain about this? Oh yes. Good. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to sympathize unless you kind of see really, really up close. Some of the stuff I think that like, where it's like, uh, you kind of get what they're getting at, even though it's kind of silly. It's like, you know, it's the people that are like, well, how come we're, the making writing all the scripts producing it directing it and stuff or whatever maybe and then not starring in it or something like that kind of you know like uh, there's that kind of like attitude and um there was this uh movie that came out re- recently called shiva baby um <laughs> have you seen this or no. heard of this or no it's like a it's like a funeral or something uh um i don't know if it's like a comedy drama kind of thing whatever and like uh the, anyways, the, the person that starred in it as, like, a young Jewish woman is uh, Rachel Sennett. And, uh, Who's that, non, uh, non-Jew? Oh, yes. She's she's not Jewish. And uh, I feel like a lot of the things you see online are people arguing about this. I see it a lot in little ways here and there. Uh, it, it made people, I think, extremely angry that a non-Jewish woman was used in a prominent like sort of low, you know, like good introductory role to a person kind of thing, you know, like uh, stuff like that. So I don't know. I find that kind of stuff kind of fascinating. It's just like really, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's missing the forest for the trees or whatever, you know, that, that saying, like yeah. just really missing the point kind of thing. And uh, I don't know, but that's a big grievance. There was actually a, a few viral tweets about this the other day about like people being like, we need more Jewish representation in Hollywood and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's a hundred percent like straight. It's a hundred percent like being honest. That's and, really uh, funny. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Kindler. Yeah. Andy, Andy Kindler used to complain about this in one of his sets and stuff about that. He's about great. Like how, I really like him. Yeah. Yeah. I love him too. But like, uh, he, uh, he would complain that like, uh, he, he would never be, he would he would basically like pretend not to be Jewish on the show. You're just joking because he can't obviously pretend that. But like, uh, um, and he said that like you know that yeah, he'd be like the TV executives they don't really want him in a role kind of thing. You know, like I don't know, yeah. like someone someone that's like extremely Jewish or something like that. Basically, they they don't like that kind of guy on TV and stuff. And I don't know. I thought that was funny. Have you seen but, that yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where uh, Larry pretends to not be Jewish at the like he's going to the baseball game and drinking beers he's wearing like a baseball cap and a flannel shirt and stuff 
No, I haven't seen that. I don't really I remember watch, the context of that, yeah. but it was so funny. And he just has like so much fun in the thing. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. Larry David's awesome. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was just imagining Andy Kindler doing that and being like, see, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I heard Sarah Silverman say something about like, there's a Jew face problem in Hollywood. Is Yeah, that- she did that. I think she might even be directly referencing that movie too. Okay. Uh, or maybe like indirectly or something. Yeah. That's um, so amazing. Just, that just uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. They might have a point, sure. you know. I don't. I don't. Really That's the thing. Care. It's not. It's not like uh, yeah. It's, it's like, just uh, hilarious. Yeah. Um, Jew face problem, and then people can interpret that in all kinds of different ways that everyone might agree sure. with. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, anyways, why don't we wrap up pretty soon? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's do this last one kind of, uh, completes the theme here that we've been going on. Uh, do you guys think the daily show with Jon Stewart, that Jew too ashamed of his Jewishness funny? A little, Um, a little bit of, uh, like grammar helps a lot with interpreting these questions, guys. Just a a little (laughs) bit after. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, no, no. It, It was, uh, it was a great show at the time. Mostly because uh, uh, it was irreverent in a way that, like, it's it's hard to understate, I mean, like, to overstate how, like, uh, just boring and crazy the news was otherwise. Like, it was one of the first first shows that, like, sort of turned on the war effort in different ways, you know, mm-hmm. in limited ways and stuff. It was, like, still very, very liberal and stuff and still very, very, like... You know, if I think I think uh, I sort of grew sick of it pretty quickly because we would call it like stuff like Republican said a thing and stuff, and yeah. he would have like guests on and just not he would never really challenge them and stuff. He had like Musharraf on once, which is <laughs> like you know like just like just like just like being like oh you got a new book out eh kind of thing, and it's like <laughs> what are you talking? Why are you like? Why are you treating this? He would do that all the time with all the different like you know like uh, big Republican guys and all that kind of stuff and. Um, it it was, there were a lot of limitations to it, but like, you gotta, you gotta think that like, if you flip the channel to something else, it would be like, you know, we would think of it as almost like far right today or something like that. It'd be like ABC talking about like, you know, how we all have to fundraise to get money for armor for the troops or something. Yeah. Like that how much torture thing, is know? too little torture and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it was kind of honest to John Stewart. It's like his perspective. Like I feel it doesn't seem like he was really pulling his punches. Like I don't think he's like a secret like Chapo Trap House guy or something. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think that even though I sort of think Chapo and the Daily Show are kind of the same thing, but um anyway. Uh No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That like there is there is this kind of it, it 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 really depends on like Chapo really really depends a lot on hyperbole, uh, and black and white kind of thinking. A lot of you know a lot of it uh, is that's set up that way, and uh, sort of using like creative insults and stuff like that kind of thing to just totally destroy people and stuff and their reputations and stuff. But I I think that's I think that's true. But I also think that like uh, that at least for you know the last few years stuff has been like a breath of fresh air for me compared to hearing uh 
you know, just a lot of the liberal stuff otherwise and stuff. It's like, sure. it's, it's nice because it, it, it feels like sort of stuff that we would talk about before here. Some of it at least would be like stuff that we w- would have talked about on the Rizone or something like that, you know, like sort of like conspiracies about the presidency and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, a lot of like critiquing liberal NGO figures and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it's it's nice to have that as like just kind of a, a companion while you're going around the house doing things and stuff like that. So yeah, um, Felix, that Jew too ashamed of his Jewishness. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, either of them are ashamed of their Jewishness. I, I, Jews yeah. are so weird about that. We we really are overdue for a Jewish episode. People keep asking sure. for us to do one, and uh, I've yeah. always like firmly put my foot down and said you know i'll do a lot but i won't do that um, <laughs> sure yeah. but maybe it's time i don't know yeah we need we'll to sort to some things out that that will fit that someone that is uh actually like religious faithfully yeah, yeah that'd be good i don't know maybe we can get like uh um well, we can get Rachel Sennett from uh, Shiva Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll reach out to APAC, see if we could get get a representative sure. on here. Sure. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, let's let's wrap it up there. Um, if you guys like this episode and you'd like another episode every week, you can get that by subscribing to our Patreon, where you will get that second episode as well as access to our Discord, where you can chat with us in our lovely community. If you want to send us anonymous questions to answer, uh, you can go to our Twitter account at you can't win pod and you'll find a link to the curious cat pin there. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks guys. Bye.